Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. Coming to you live from our mobile studio, I'm Jared, and with me as always is Sick John D. Yeah. This week, we're talking about, what's it, what did I write, John D? Made for TV movie, I mean board games. Everyone is going to love this joke. You actually did write that. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, okay, so... So, um, I guess let's, okay. First of all, I want to get this out of the way. Um, if the audio sounds real terrible and messed up, um, sorry, we don't have headphones. We don't have the usual mics that we use. We don't have the audio board that we normally use. We just have, um, some old mics and we're on the road, sort of, sort of <laughs> John D's sick. John so D's he dying. brought the mobile studio to John D's house. Yep. And I'm talking about myself in the third person, but yes. no, we brought the mobile studio to me because I'm not, I'm like dying and stuff. So, um, and I hope you like what this sounds like, because this is what it's going to sound like when we record at June con and at Essen. Oh yeah. Cause we're going to all those. Yeah. I mean, we're going to Gen con, <laughs> but not, not as, not as the podcast. So, well, cause I guess, we'll have all kinds of time to record yeah, at Gen con. We learned anyway, that last year. Yeah. But anyway, um, so there are a lot more movie games than there are TV games. Too many. So really, the idea came about because I was thinking about the Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal board games and how I think they're really cool. They aren't necessarily the most awesomest games in the whole entire world, but they are really cool. And the components are really cool. And the games aren't awful. They're they're fun. Um, but rather than talk about the games themselves... Um, some reviewers that we actually really like called table, the table for two, the table for two show, um, did a mini review of the dark crystal game. Yes, that is true. I can confirm that did happen. So rather than listen to us babble on about the dark crystal, we will link you to their mini review and you can see what they had to say about the dark crystal. And then we will move on and talk about TV board games. Um, our criteria for this wasn't very strict. Um, there's about a million Firefly and Star Trek and Doctor Who board games. So we tried to narrow it to like one or two of those and then talk about other like TV um, board games and just TV. That was yeah. pretty much the only stipulations. It had to be a TV show and not a movie. Uh, could it have been a made-for-TV movie? We didn't discuss we that. We didn't discuss that. So, well, I didn't write any of those on here, so... Who knows? Actually, technically... Technically, Battlestar Galactica, in both forms, was a made-for-TV movie first. It was, and Battle, but in Battlestar Galactica was a TV show. Yes. So, But the original series was pitched as a... Movie. As a movie... A made-for-TV movie that they then split. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, well, since we're talking about the point about is, Battle you're Star a Galactica, big nerd. Yes, and you know stuff. Yes. Do you know what a what a bollard is? A duck. No, that's a mallard. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Do you mean a baller? Like no. Oh, then no. No, I wish I was a baller. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk about Battlestar Galactica board game. I mean, I know we talk about it a lot, but you've played it now. Is that correct? Yes. We've talked about that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's just briefly talk about it. I won't tell the story that I love to tell. Um, if you are not familiar with the Battlestar Galactica board game, it is a hidden roll game, hidden roll, um, with like. So if you've never watched the show, none of this means anything to you. But if you've watched the show and never played the game, you're on the Galactica. The Cylons are there. Um, You have to manage resources and not run out of food and people. But halfway through the game, someone may or may not be revealed as an additional traitor. And and starting from the beginning of the game, there is a traitor. Yes. Yes. Well, depending on the player count. Um, Depending on player count, you could have a Cylon sympathizer. You could have... Um, a Cylon that doesn't know it's a Cylon, a sleeper agent that gets awoken halfway through the game. It's a pretty cool game. 
and I really like it. And the best way to play it is to be the Admiral, be a Cylon, never reveal yourself. And then towards the end of the game, jump and leave the entire fleet behind. And then you win because I saw someone do that at Geekway this year. Oh, ouch. <laughs> they didn't reveal themselves as a Cylon. They were just like, oh, I'm just going to play as a play as a human. And they were playing with a few of the expansions. So at a certain point in the game, they were just like, oh, the fleet is stranded on this planet. Um, Yeah, the Galactica is going to jump away. And I have all of the cards to make it happen. Oh, and it was amazing. Ouch. It was amazing. So there's a new story. All right. Firefly. Pick up and deliver. Space dice rolling. Um, you could be a good guy or a not so good guy. Takes up way too much space to play. It does. That's why you should buy the organizer. Because then it takes up less. You could play it on a, si- a size of this table. It's and then you've spent too much money a, on a the game. A size of this table. Yeah. Then you've spent way too much money on the game. I think I already have spent way too much money on the game. Yeah. Because I've bought all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty good game, and I really super like it a whole lot. And unlike Battlestar Galactica, this one may or may not still be available at your local store. Battlestar Galactica almost certainly is not available at your local store because it's out of print. Hooray. Yeah, you might be lucky and find it like at a at a trade or um you know, if you're at a convention you find like those used um booths and things like that you might luck out and find it i think my cat is oh, going to jump up jump. on the table yeah, he's i saw that tail going he's getting ready to jump up here he is so going to jump up here <sighs> no matter where we record unless we're at a convention where there's always going to be a cat yes yes although not necessarily in the same room uh, okay so there is a game called bob ross art of chill you played that, right? Have you played that? No, but oh. you have it on this list twice. Do I really? I sure do. That's how good it is. It is a set collection uh, pattern collection. So basically, here's how it works, right? There is a painting of like an actual Bob Ross painting, and there's different little parts of it, like happy clouds and I was going to ask, friendly do you paint tree. happy little trees? Yes. Cute cabins. I don't know what they're called. I don't remember what he calls them all. I just. Yeah, it's it's happy trees, fluffy clouds, whatever. The point is um, you collect color cards to paint these features. So you have to have certain colors that would mix to make, you know, in real life that would mix to make these colors and then whatever brush you would use to make that particular feature. So like a like a paint knife or a flat brush or a wide brush or whatever. Um, So you collect the colors and a brush and you play them together, sort of like Ticket to Ride, except instead of claiming a train route, you're painting a feature on the painting. And now is it cooperative? No. No, you're each painting your Your own own painting. painting. But the painting is shared. So you can be like, okay, well, I have enough things to paint these clouds. I'm playing down a red, a blue, and a green, and also this fanned brush, and okay, I've done it. And if you do it before Bob Ross does it, because he moves like every turn, um, if you do it before his little meeple gets there, you get extra points. And you want to be the first to get all the way chill, which is to get to the end of the scoring track, basically. And I believe it is a Target exclusive. You are correct. So you got to get it from Target or don't get it at all. I don't know how I feel about the whole Target exclusive game thing, but that's neither here nor there. In general, I don't like when store any stores um, have an exclusive item because I feel like it makes them harder to get. Yeah. And and the big box stores, especially, I feel like it really hurts the little guy. Now, we have all the major retailers here in town. We do. So we do. I can't I can't be like, oh, the closest Toys R Us is three hours away. Well, right. Well, the closest Toys R Us is going to be nowhere. But but just in general, as a rule, I feel like 
you know, not everybody has access to a Walmart, a Target, a, a Barnes and Noble or what have you. And yeah. I just feel like it kind of makes them harder to get. That's true. So I guess I'll move this Bob Ross here and we'll drop it here and we'll mark it out. Oh, oh no. Oh no. What did I do? Okay. I fixed it. All right. So this next one, this is all you, Johnny, because I haven't played this. I've played, I've played the game that it's based off of. Oh, Star Trek Panic. Yeah. So it's super hard. I've only demoed it at, at their booth at like the fireside games right right so I remember i mean it's it really is just panic only only with a star trek ship and you know god it's been a while since i played it but i know instead of a castle there's like a there's a there's an actual ship in the center yeah the enterprise is in the center and and you know you've got you've got the different the various like races enemy races of I'm gonna go pick it up and the look at it. Federation yes it's right over there um, you have the various um, ra- enemy races of the Federation that are coming out instead of um, in in regular um, panic you have like you know what is it o- ogres or whatever mm-hmm. fantasy so, monsters yeah you have fantasy monsters coming out so in in Star Trek Panic, you have, like, Romulans and... Oh, this is huge. Yeah. This this is original series? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. So, in this one, you have, like, Klingons and Romulans and stuff coming out. And it's just as hard as regular Panic. Um, I I would even... I don't know. I guess regular pan- regular castle panic. Castle panic, is, yes. For the people that don't yeah. know, regular castle panic is just as hard. So we know what you're talking about. Yes, I'm sorry. So regular castle panic is just as hard. So this one, I, I'm not sure I've ever managed to Wait, where's get the, through this. Oh, there is a board. Yeah, there's a board. I I took the board out first and was like, well, there's where's no, the there's board? No board. Where's the board? You just play on the ship. No, there's a board. There's a board, and it looks like regular castle panic ship. Or, or, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've ever played it and not blown up the ship. Oh, you have to do missions too? Yeah, you do missions. So that's what makes it a little bit different than Castle Panic. Um, so there's there's just a lot going on. You're managing, you know, managing things. And my brain's not working, so I may not be making it sound really awesome. But I really, I really enjoy it. Like I said, I have managed to not save the ship every single time. So, but it's really cool. Like it's got, it's got like these fire that you put on like the nacelles and all the different parts of the ship to show like the parts of the ship that are, excuse you, (laughs) excuse you. Um, So the, the way the game is, is made is just really cool. And if you like Star Trek and you like Castle Panic, then I highly recommend picking up this version if you haven't already. If you don't like those things, um, it still might be fun. Yeah. I mean, if you like Castle Panic, give this one a try, even if you aren't like super familiar with Star Trek, because it's really a cool variant of of Castle Panic. Even if you're not super familiar with Star Trek, it's a it's space monsters. So give it a give it give it a go. Um, can we just briefly talk about the Adventure Time Car Wars card game? I mean, Since sure. it's right there. It's not on the list because I didn't know that you knew anything about it. <laughs> Go, yeah, that's fine. Um, if you like Magic the Gathering, but also hate Magic the Gathering, but like Adventure Time, there's a perfect game for you. It's called Car War, Card Card Wars. Jeez, I can't even say it. You can't even say it. Uh, who is that? Cryptozoic? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a parody game of all the trading card games that you may or may not be familiar with. It is. Um, originally, it was just you just bought the decks and that was it. But they started adding. They did one series of collectible cards. And then never again. Because I didn't. It just wasn't no, popular. Because the people that want to play that kind of game aren't the kind of people that want to play a collectible card game. Mm-hmm. They want to play a game that is a parody of a collectible card game. 
But if you've seen the episode, or I guess there's multiple episodes now that are about card wars. I had to think about it so I didn't say car wars again. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it should be pretty easy to still find. It's like a $20 thing, and it comes with two decks, so you can play two players. There's like three or four different like deck variations. Mm, there's... It's like five or six. Uh, well, I've only got three of them. Because there's also the like doubles tournament. And you get like Fiona and Cake. Well, I mean, when I say three or four different versions, because when you buy a version, you've got two different right, you decks. Right, you two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, you, there's some that you don't have. Okay. Like, Tiberius, get off of my lap, kitty. Like you don't have the Ice King one. No, no, and I don't. whoever he's with. Um, but yeah, if you like Adventure Time, I would at least look at it. Yeah, I mean, I hate Adventure Time, but um, my husband likes it, so I was willing to give the game a go, and I I don't mind playing the game, even though I don't like Adventure Time. Um, I had played the app um, to to kind of get a feel for the game, and I didn't hate the app. Again, but the app is different from the actual physical it is, card it, game. It's similar play. Um, like the place, the, the, like the idea of, like the rules of the game are similar. Um, when you play the card game itself, there are distinct differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I don't like Adventure Time at all, but I did not dislike playing the game. So, you know, it was something that I could play with my husband, even though we didn't both enjoy the same. We don't always both enjoy the same licensed games. So that was a thing. Okay, so there's this Doctor Who card game that is okay. And then they made a second edition of it with new doctors and a little expansion to add another doctor. I think it's a pretty good game. I mean, it's not like my favoriteest game in the whole world. But oh, it's I, called it's Doctor Who, the card the game. The card game. I, I find it enjoyable. Um, It's a hard game to describe to people, like when you're trying to initially learn it. Well, the, the, the problem, I think, is that it only really works with three players, like exactly three players. I would agree. Um, so you are playing, you're trying to keep the Daleks from conquering, but also you have your own Daleks that you want to conquer. So you're trying to keep other people's Daleks off your tiles, but trying to get your Daleks on other people's tiles. So it's a Doctor Who game, but, and you are, the, the doctor's there. You play cards face down. <laughs> it's See what like I mean? war. See what I mean? It's like, it's kind of hard. Because the theme doesn't make any sense. So you play cards face down to defend your bases and it's different it's like the doctors and their companions. And if you win, you get to put one of your Daleks on that base, which doesn't make sense because you're defeating the doctor, I guess. You're playing your bad guys to defeat the doctor, but also you're playing the doctor as good guys to defend your. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't really make sense, but it's a pretty fun game. It I is. would get the newer version because the art, in my opinion, is better. Yeah. And they have um, you can play as the 12th doctor, everybody's favorite doctor. I like him. I, I actually do like him, too, but a lot of people don't. I am going to say something very controversial here, John D. The 13th doctor, I think, is going to be a great character. I think she's going to do a really good job. We'll see. I didn't like her in Broadchurch, so. Well, you didn't like the actress? I did not like the actress. Or you didn't like the character that the actress played? So, in the first two seasons of Broadchurch, I was lukewarm on her in the the most recent... I can't remember how many seasons there are. In the most recent season of Broadchurch, I thought she really stepped it up, and and I I really warmed up to her as an actress. Okay. Okay. So, are you going to recant your... When they announced that the doctor was going to be a lady, you said, this is stupid. So stupid. I still I hate this. am not crazy about the idea. I will never watch Doctor Who ever again is what you said on Facebook. I probably will not watch it when it airs now. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch it and I think it's going to be great. Or at will least... I eventually watch it? Uh, probably. But I am not excited about it and I probably okay. will not watch it when it airs. I mean, I could start watching it and be like, oh, this is actually really bad. Her outfit is real dumb. It looks like she raided Mork's closet from Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Maybe she did. You know, Mork ages backwards. He could be a Time Lord. He probably no, is. Orson aged backwards. Well, Mork still might be a Time Lord. Maybe. But, 
Um, it does look like she raided Mork's closet. Okay. It's a real dumb outfit. But I am not the only person, even people that love the idea of her as a doctor, agree with me on that one. So, well, I'm going to watch it, and if it's bad, I guess I'll continue to watch it. Because well, you I've know, committed. I mean, I will say that's the thing is, even if a doctor is real bad, none of them ever stick around forever. So, she'll be great. She could be great. And she won't be around forever or she could suck real bad and she won't be around forever. That's the thing with doctors. Yeah, that's true. And the three people that have never watched Doctor Who are like, what the heck is going on? You know what I'm super excited about, though? Stephen Moffat is finally gone. Yes. Yes. We no longer have have to deal with him like putting his political and socioeconomical views into the show and trying to like very ineffectively disguise that they are those kinds of opinions that he has like, okay, Moffat, look, you know, I'm not saying you're a bad writer, but your characterization of this kind of character isn't even close to realistic. Well, and his stories were played out like by the time Matt Smith. Oh, you don't want to watch another episode about the Daleks. Yeah, I was done with him. Like, well, John, I don't know if you know this, but all of the Daleks are dead. Except for these Daleks that we forgot about that were in a pocket dimension. How many times did he do that? And then these Daleks that traveled back in time and were in World War Two. And then there's, there's, don't forget about these Daleks over here that have been here the whole time and just kind of like just chilling. Like, I feel like he just and then never. And there's the Daleks that were from the future. It's like he just. Oh, my God, cat! It's like he just never bothered to check out any of the other Doctor Who villains that well, he could yeah, there was only write the Daleks. about. Yeah. The Daleks are the only oh, villains. And the Cybermen. Those are the only ones he ever bothered. Uh, no, pretty much just the Daleks. I don't remember there ever being any other villains other than Daleks. Uh, my cat would like to say something. Yes, he has an opinion about Daleks. <laughs> he does. And he's, he's showing me his butt. That's what he thinks of them. Yeah. Okay, well, sorry about that, the uh, Doctor Who rant. I guess now we can rant about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because there's a wonderful game that... Johnny hates, because there's one card that makes you sing. I haven't played the game. There's one card that you can get where you have to sing. And you told me that you won't ever play the game because of that card. You said, I I don't want to play that game. Laura told me about it. And and then I found out there was a card where you have to sing. Actually, there are a lot of things about that game that didn't sound interesting (laughs) to me. But that was one of the cards that I was like, that's real stupid. But well, yeah, but there was an episode that. They wanted there to was do the a musical, musical episode. episode. I love yeah. the musical episode, actually. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I want to sing in a board game. So the Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game, um, I like to call it a lighter version of Arkham Horror. That's why I don't want to play it. It's I think you'd enjoy it. You know what? We got you to play Pepino the Clown, a game that you said you would never play. We have video proof. And did I enjoy it? Um, I did. Yeah, not. I think you did. You laughed at least once. Was it a laugh? You know, like a I'm going to be horrified and never sleep again kind of a laugh. Pretty sure that was it. Uh, I don't think that that was it. I don't think that it was quite that. Um, and did I quit playing the game before it was over? No. Pretty sure I did. No. I was out. You finished. No. No, I didn't. Yeah, we finished the whole game. You did. I did not. Okay. Finally, well, Marissa was Marissa was like, "Are you still playing?" I was like, "Nope, I'm out." Okay. Well, you're gonna have to play it for charity. No. Yeah. Look, I will let you get away with not playing Twilight Imperium. <laughs> I will let you off the hook for Twilight Imperium. How about I just film all of the children that are out there for the charity being terrified of that stupid clown? It's not even that scary of a clown. Everybody I have. okay. everybody that saw my Instagram post said that it was terrifying. Did you hashtag it creepy clown? And then only the people that follow the hashtag creepy clown saw it. It might have. (laughs) Because that might have been the problem. But the people that follow me because of board games also said "Mm, kind of creepy. I don't think it's that creepy. I don't think it's even a clown. It's more like a mime. Anyway, back to Buffy. Back it to also Buffy. might look a little phallic. Yes, that may or may not have been the point the entire time. Yeah. It's called Pepino. I mean, look, we're not going to explain that. You know, if you want to go to Urban Dictionary yourself. Pepino means cucumber. Yes. Um. So Vampire Slayer board game. 
um, the the different encounter cards are the monsters of the week from the various shows. You've got the big bads from various seasons. Um, and the, like the, the monster of the week cards are straight out of the TV show episodes. So you might be like, oh, yeah, that musical episode. Well, here's the card that was the bad guy that made everybody sing. And on this round, until you defeat this monster, everybody has to say everything that they're doing in song. And you don't have to sing well. You don't have to actually, like, break out into song. You can do it real crappy. Because I don't know if you remember that episode, but it was not good singing. Oh, I think that episode is so good. I love it. <laughs> it was not good singing. They were like, why are we singing? Help, send help. There's a monster making us sing. I like that episode. Why aren't we mentioning the Buffy game that I like? There is a Firefly deck builder that is legendary. We don't have to mention them all because we don't. I don't like the Firefly deck builder and neither do you. Well, I am just not a big fan of legendary in general. But the fact that there's four different art styles in the Firefly version kind of makes me. So that's why we didn't talk about. But I do really like the Buffy. What about Firefly shiny dice? It's okay. Oh, okay. I like it, but okay. you were the one that didn't want to talk about any other Firefly games. Right. I just think that there's too many. There's, what, like five, six Firefly games now? There's the Firefly Adventures game. It's awful. There's the normal Firefly that's good. There's Out to the Black. There's that one. Shiny Dice. I'm sure there's probably another one. And then the Battlestar Galactica has uh, there was a board game in the 70s that coincided with the original run of the show. There's a dice version that is now published as Dark Moon. Um, There's a couple other Battlestar Galactica related things like there's a card game that's based on the card game they play in the show. There's like 5000 Star Trek games, Star Trek Ascendancy, Star Trek um Five-year mission. Uh, what else? What else do you have right here that's Fire, Firefly or Star Trek? I don't have very many of the Firefly games because I, I pretty much only like Shiny Dice and uh, the main Firefly game. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek I, deck building game? Yeah, I do really like that one. Which is in three different places because you have all three versions. I do, and my game room right now is a mess because I just moved and yep. have not. Uh, we're building board game shelves, and we haven't built them yet, so my yep. games are yep. all over the floor. Well, anyway, I happen to really like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer game, and I'm looking forward to the potential expansions that they planned but may not release. But I think you and I can both agree on this one. Oh, Teenage Minna. Yes. Teenage Minna. Tentative. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to try to say it for Teenage me? Mutant Hero Turtles? Because you can't say ninja in 1980s Europe. Did you know they were called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in, in Europe? I did not. Yes, they are. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Shadows of the Past. It is a... It's zombie side, but with the Ninja Turtles. It is. She's making a face. Still making a face. Okay, so in Zombie Side, you have miniatures. You have good guy miniatures and bad guy miniatures. The good guys all have unique powers. You roll dice for combat to do actions, etc. In Ninja Turtles, you have good guys, you have bad guys, you have special actions, you roll dice. Okay, but the th- you don't... There are tiles that you have to place to build the map. There's different scenarios. But you don't have that, that rolling the dice and then sharing the... The one dice with the people next to you. Yes, it, it does have a few unique things. And you don't have a gargantuous, ridiculous amount of of stupid, dumb <laughs> zombies coming out that is ridiculously overwhelming and dumb. And I hate Zombie Side. Well, the difference between Zombie Side and Ninja Turtles is in Zombie Side, all of the monsters go down in one or two hits. In Turtles, um, you're going to die. You're going to have Raphael run off to one side of the map to fight Bebop and Rocksteady by himself. And Bebop and Rocksteady each have like 30,000 hit points. Turtles requires you to actually think and and 
uh, work together and have fun. Zombie Side is just stupid. When was the last time you played Zombie Side? Um, it's been a couple of years because the last time I pl- I've, I've played it like three different times and all times I had a miserable time and thought it was the dumbest game ever. And so I was done after the third time I tried it. Well, when the space one comes out, you're welcome to try it again. It has new revised rules. I don't know. I mean, I've given it three chances and thought it was I just did not enjoy it for three different times. Last time I played it was that time I played it with you for our tabletop day. Mm. Mm. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't remember what it's called. Zombie side in space. (laughs) It ended its Kickstarter. So eventually it'll be available at stores near you. I'm sure. I mean, I know Zeno, there's lots of love out there for it. But. Zeno, no, Zeno Shift is a different game that they make. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. This is not a good podcast. We don't know what anything's called. You're well, dying. I really, <laughs> really want to get through this podcast. I feel horrible. Well, anyway, the Ninja Turtles game is published by IDW. It's pretty good. We both like it. It was on John D's 10 by 10 last year. It was. I got nine plays in. Nine out of 10 plays. That's not bad. 10 out of 10 would have been better. Would have, but. Yes. Um, but that's, that's fine. You know, I knew you weren't going to complete your 10 by 10. I knew I wasn't going to complete my 10 by 10. I won't get my 10 by 10 done this year either, but, um, I'm going to give it a really, really good try. I may get mine done. It's going to be a lot of playing cosmic encounter online, playing a lot of police precinct at home. Well, I have trouble getting my certain of my friends to play. Oops. To play some of my games with me. Well, Look at these. These cats are just so excited to be in this room and sniffing everything. I know. Because they're not allowed in here. They are they'll not summon allowed. demons? They will summon demons. <laughs> you know what, Johnny? Let's kill some time. Tell that story. <laughs> so, um, we, when we first moved into this house, not like about a month ago, we were just letting the cats roam freely in all the rooms. And my husband came into this room and found that one of the cats had thrown up in like lots of little piles of puke in a perfect circle. So we decided that he was most definitely trying to summon demons in here and they are banned from this room now, mostly just because we don't want them throwing up in here and having to clean it up um, when we don't come in this room regularly. But also perfect circle throwing up in a circle. They were most definitely trying to summon demons. Well, I'm not a paranormal investigator or anything, but that's probably not what happened. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure he threw up or several of them threw up, but probably not summoning demons. I mean, he was probably just walking around and throwing up while he was walking. Yeah, you because know. he big does was that. the circle. Was it like big? Um, it, it wasn't a huge circle. And he does tend to like when he's throwing up, he does. Are tend you sure to he keep wasn't walking. like backing up? Because that's what Ginger does when she throws up. She's tried to like back up out of the puke. No, he As tends to up. he tends to like walk while he's throwing up. Oh. So he'll probably like throw up a little bit and then take a few more steps and then throw up again. But yeah, he was probably walking around in a circle when he threw up. And okay. Well, that's an interesting story. All right. Um, th- speaking of things that you love and summoning demons, can you read what I wrote? Because I want to I want to watch you have a stroke real quick. Rick and Morty. Catanatomy Park. Catanatomy Park. Oh, Catan. Because I wrote Rick and Morty Catan and then I changed it into Anatomy Park. Um, Rick and Morty Anatomy Park is technically based on a TV show. Specifically, it is based on an episode of a TV show. There's like four of those now. Different Rick and Morty games based on specific episodes. Maybe more. Um, We put this one on the list because it's the only one. No, it's one of the only two that I've played. Yes, you've. You played the Mr. Poopy Butthole one. I did. Or no. No, no, no. You played Meeseek's Box. Oh, is that not the Poopy Butthole one? No. Um, Total Recall is the Mr. Poopy Butthole one okay. where you uh, may or may not be an alien. Okay. Yeah. I played the Meeseek's Box one. Yes. Which is just a truth or dare dice game. It's super dumb. It's real dumb. Um, but Anatomy Park is a tile laying game where you have to build a theme park inside this guy's body and then he dies and you have to escape before you get stuck in him and die also um it's if you you don't like the show you are not gonna like this game 
I didn't hate playing it, but I didn't like it. I don't like Rick and Morty. I think it's gross. Well, what do you what do you think about Rick and Morty Catan though? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, game of the year. Totally. Um, yeah, but uh, I think another problem that you might have had with the game is that we tried to play it at like two a.m. After our podcast had crashed and burned. <sighs> yes, because we tried to record the episode, it didn't record. And then we said, all right, let's just take a break. Let's collect our thoughts. We went down to the lobby and played some games with some people. And then we went back upstairs and recorded again. And honestly, I think that's one of the better episodes because we got a practice run at it. Yeah, we should always do that. And I'm not serious because no. Okay. Well, maybe I should. uh, Maybe now's a good time to let you know that I forgot to press record. Well, get out. (laughs) Okay, John D. The Batman animated series dice game, or what I wrote, Batman, Batman, Bat, Batman animated, Manimated. You really like this one. I think it's a fun little dice game. It's really easy to play. My nephews really like to play it, and it requires me not to think if they want to play a game. So, yes, I do like it. Uh, it is very reminiscent, as in it's the exact same game. As zombie dice. Slightly, very, ever so slightly variated. variated. Well, that's because you have like player powers. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the, the one only variation difference. Yeah. And I like that variation. That are like, oh, if you're playing as Catwoman, you get to reroll all. I mean, I don't know what I don't remember what it is. Yeah, the different um, the different characters give you abilities. And that's the very that's the variation that I like. To make it a little bit better than, like, the Chupacabra game or yeah. the or the Zombie Dice game. I think it makes it a little bit more, you know, for a random dice game, it, le- it at least gives you a little bit of strategy. As much as you can have in a random dice game. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I enjoy playing it. It's one that my, my, my nephews can get my sister-in-law or my brother to play with them. So, yeah, I think it's a cute little game. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about a random dice game, but it's cute. I like it. So now we get into the embarrassing things. Johnny and I both really like Stargate. Yep. In 2004, during the height of Stargate's popularity, a board game was released. So sad that it's not a good game. It is one of the worst board games I've ever played. <laughs> That's so sad for this game. It is so bad. It's based on a game called Fleets, which by all, I mean, in fairness, is not a great game, but it's okay. Um, Fleets, you start off in a quadrant and you gain ships based on the star bases that you've conquered, plus more ships for areas that you control. So basically it's risk, um, but in space. So you can move up to three spaces. You can attack enemy ships. You can, it's actually that the dice rolls are pretty much exactly like risk. Um, but if you, whoever rolls the single highest die roll removes one enemy ship and ties result in just a tie. So it's not exactly, it's not exactly risk, but it's, it's risk. So at some point, someone had the brilliant idea of saying, hey, what if we replace all of the miniatures in the game with Stargate the related things? So you've got like the little Stargate. You've got some little people of various different alien races. You've got the humans. You've got um, the Asgardians and... Uh, the Goa'uld forces are represented by the Jaffa. And then you have um, ships as well. If you if you never watched Stargate, you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a crappier version of Risk in space with dice that don't really... Uh, the game's bad. The game's bad. I, I was trying to sugarcoat it. It's a bad game. It's a very bad game. <laughs> But, you know, I just I wish that they would have at some point in the past 20 years made a new Stargate board game that wasn't bad. 
you know, I mean, Stargate has a chance of coming back. And I think it'd be really great if we could get a game that wasn't bad. Um, I, I think this is a pretty rare game these days. There's one on eBay for $120. Look, if you really want this game, I will sell you mine for way less than $120. Way less. It's just so bad. It's just such a bad game. And I don't know why. It makes me so sad. You know, John D, I have a proposal for you. Eclipse or Twilight Imperium. I don't care which one. Since you refuse to play Pepino the Clown, I'm putting Twilight Imperium back in there. However, I will let you use the ships from the Stargate board game. Eclipse, I would play. Eclipse? Okay. With Stargate ships. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, we will work out the details. We'll figure that out. Do you want to talk about Spiel? Does it mean we're almost done? It does mean we're almost done. All right. The nominations for the 2018 Spiel. What's, what's, the, what's the name of the award, John D? Spiel das Daris. There we go. That's that's <laughs> it's not really right. how I say it, but he loves that I say it ridiculous. So that's now I, right. Now I purposely go out of my way to say it bad. Okay. Well, the games that we care about here, we've got Game of the Year, the so-called Connoisseur, which are the the Kinderspiel games, um, and then the I children's can predict. Game. I will make a pick on what I think will win. Well, we should probably say what they are first. So yeah. the Game of the Year, the current nominations are Azul which is by plan B. Well, it's not by plan. It's published by plan B and next move. Um, it's a abstract ish tile laying game. Um, Luxor by queen games, which I don't know why this is nominated. I've played this game. I didn't think it was that fun, but it's a, you're like a, it's like a pyramid rating game. Um, which, you know, I mean, you probably could have guessed based on the name. Um, and then I honestly don't know what this other one is. I know that it's been getting some buzz. It's called The Mind. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know. As that far much as about I know, it. it's not a, a, a strictly board game thing. It's there's like cards from one to one hundred, and you do stuff. You try to complete. It's not a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's not a game. It's an activity. It yeah, it's an activity. Um, which is okay, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a small game. Um, so that's what we've got for game of the year. And then for, I think that Azul is going to take that. I think no problem. I would like to think that that's correct, but we've seen things happen before where a game that we don't know anybody that's ever heard of or played wins. But that's because these people are in Germany and they have different games over there. Right. Um, okay. Well, this one's all in Germany. In Germany? In, in German. German. Um, so this is the Connoisseur Gamer. The Kennerspiel. And, Johnny, I don't know how to pronounce these because I don't know German. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Well, let's... Um, the Quacksabler from, I mean, I don't know what a Quacksal, Quack, Quacksalber. Let's just say we only cared about game of the year anyway. So let's leave it at that. There's two games from the same company here that actually one designer has three nominations. The guy that designed the mind has two of the Kennerspiel games as well. Um, and then the third game is called Heaven and Ale. Okay, well, we're real dumb and we don't know anything about these German games. And then the children's game, Emohito, which does not sound like a game that you should give to your child. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that one? It's a hobble game. <laughs> no, I don't know what this is. Funkelschatz, which also <laughs> doesn't sound like a thing you should give to your children. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. If there's probably an English name for it. There that. probably is. And Panic Mansion. Which, hmm. 
Hmm. Interesting. Did you did you see? Did you see what this is on Panic Mansion? No. Hmm. Well, Panic Mansion, you look interesting. And good luck to you, to all of you. Oh, I guess Shaky Manor is the English Dragon's name of the game. Breath. Dragon's Shad's Breath. Uncle is Dragon's Breath. All right. Well, and uh, did we, do we want to guess about what this other one is? <laughs> you know what? We're going to put a list. We're going to put a link to the Wikipedia article about this year's spiel. Let you guys have fun. Because, and here's, here's why. I went to the spiel, like the official website. And I looked under the nominations and I don't know if they're just in the middle of redesigning the website or if they just literally forgot to put the nominations on the website this year, but they are not on there. I looked and I didn't see them anywhere. And then they're also doing a thing, a special prize for Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Yep, just a special prize. Yeah. So, hooray! Um, you know, last year we thought that terraforming Mars would would Kinnerspiel and it did not. Nope. Go away, kitty. So we we I think we correctly guessed that King Domino would win last year. Mm-hmm. Um but this year, yeah, who knows? Um I guess we'll see in the upcoming upcoming timeline. And now we've got a recipe. So I asked Jondi if we had a recipe and she said, no, I'm real sick. And I've been traveling at these different conventions and I didn't even think about it. And I said, as a joke, what if we did a TV dinner? So this week, Jared picked the recipe. Yeah. It's not something he'd eat. I'm sure No, I would not eat this, but he picked the recipe. Um, it is a TV dinner, uh, Salisbury steak. So I guess um, I I will put that on the website. Yes. <laughs> Great. Because I might be having surgery this week. So yep. it's all you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about Kickstarters. Build up third edition. Yes. We've talked about this game before quite a few times. Johnny just realized what game this is. Her face just went from like, wait, is this? And now she's looking. She's checking. The answer is yes. This is exactly what you think it is. She's surprised and confused. Oh, oh. I thought it was just something called build up. No, I mean, it is something oh. called build up. Five minute dungeon. <laughs> Yes, no, that's the that's the second thing. That's the other thing. Oh, what's build up? Is it build is it the up, block you, game? You owned this game. Is it the block game yes. that I really liked? Yes. He brought it back? Yeah. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> it needed some tweaking, but it was a really good game. Yeah. So there's a new Kickstarter for this game that John D really likes and I thought was pretty good too. It was. It needed some tweaking. The rules were just a little, like, wonky, but it was a really good game. I met the guy at uh, SaltCon last year, and, oh, he added some nice art to it. Yeah. The game's real cute. Yes, yes it is. And there was some really cool um, ideas behind the game, but it just needed a little bit of tweaking. Okay, my cat just put his butt (laughs) Well... Well, he'll come right back. Anyway, this game is real cute. Yes, and as of as of the time we're recording, there are still some early bird pledge levels left. So you can swoop in there and uh, and get them. I can't tell. But it well, maybe it's just the art. It looks like the components are plastic now, but that can't be right. I think that's just the art on the box. I'd be very surprised. So if I, in, unless he's changed it, he cuts and makes all of these in wood pieces in his garage. Yes. I think this Kickstarter is to stop doing that. Oh, so the designer's edition is the original box. Yes. It says here under risks and challenges, full disclosure, I already placed the order for another print run with my factory. So, um, however, after placing the order, my vehicle was totaled and the funds I put aside to complete the order are now going towards a minivan for my family. 
Oh, poor guy. Yeah. So, um, well, I think that that may be not necessarily totally um, in line with Kickstarter rules. He technically is paying for a game. So, so yeah, you should check it out. Um, we both like this game. And now that it's made in a factory instead of in his garage, <laughs> check it out. And then, yes, the other game that I thought was really cool. And I don't know if you've played this, John. Have you played Five Minute Dungeon? No, but I've seen it. Okay. Well, there is an expansion coming out for Five Minute Dungeon. And one of the pledge levels lets you get the original game in case you missed it. So you can pick up the new expansion and the original game. And even if you bought it at retail, they still have a level that you can pick up the... Um, you know, the, the, what am I saying? If you picked it up at retail, you can get the The Kickstarter exclusive stuff from the original Kickstarter. You can get the extra stuff that you would have got if you would have bought it at Kickstarter. I like when Kickstarters do that. Yes. I also like that. I may have picked the wrong pledge level though. Let me fix that. Um, no. Yeah. I picked the wrong one. Okay. So, yeah, um, those are both of our Kickstarters. Those are our recipes. Those are our games. Um, I, I'm sorry this episode's a little shorter, but John D's dying between talking. She's just laying down on the table. Because she should, should we tell people what's wrong with you? Do you, do you care? care? She has a kidney stone and was at the ER last night. And the ER doctor said, eh, you're fine. But then another doctor called her and said, hey, actually, um, can, when can we schedule you for surgery? Because you're not okay. Yay. <laughs> so, yep. That's. Um, I'm dying. Yep. John D's dying. Well, anyway, John D, until next time. You can eat chit and dice. Bye bye. Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. Now the real question is, do you think that any of this audio is picked up? Because I only checked it that one time. I bet it has. Well, if it has, um, I may permanently mount this thing into this rack and just only use it when we need it and otherwise use the mixing board. Yeah. I'll have to take out this drawer that I never use. Yeah, I think that'll, I think it works. I think it worked pretty well.